Need a last-minute adventure for tomorrow's session? What about niche rules for golem creation? Or the perfect player options for your character concept? DungeonMastersGuild.com has got you covered. Use code CRITGUILD to save 20%. Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your co-host, Ian. This podcast was created to provide you, our heroes, with new and reusable material for both players and DMs. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. Our show might not be suitable for young children, <laughs> but neither has our D&D games. Uh, technically, our, games aren't, our D&D games aren't for anybody since <laughs> we missed we, two. Yeah, we haven't done it for a month straight. Yeah. And at defense, I was no sick. one's show, shown up to a couple once or twice when I try to run them here. Yeah. Yeah, it's People been are rough. busy. Um, Life happens. I am really excited to talk about uh, or for today's episode. Yeah, our we character... were going off a huge tangent for it just a minute ago. <laughs> uh, our character concept is awesome. It's a two-headed... Um... <laughs> Ogre giant? Etten. Etten. Which brings me to our main topic, which is the Ettenling package, which is basically two players, one race. One um, body. <laughs> which one is, body. Is, is, two heads. Is just totally full of hilarity, and I cannot wait to talk about it. Um, we got a lot of great stuff for you guys today. Um, yeah. So, first, a little housekeeping. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us, please consider heading on over to CritAcademy.com and checking out um, all of our best-selling D&D supplements that are there. You can become a um, become a patron member. We got all kinds of fat loots. I got a special... Uh, I think I might have made this announcement previously, but we have upgraded all of our our Patreon tier, so lots of good stuff. This month will be the first month we're giving away a custom map in addition to the one-page adventure that is professionally written. Um, so I'm really excited for all that, as well as I have a new product coming out. Did you guys see the post? Called for Words of Power? Oh, yep. yes, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. We go through so many one? products that we're like, uh, is which, it, one? which one now? Um, I'm really excited for it. I just finished... <laughs> the last of the layout i got one more pretty much one more page which is just like the Ooh. the credits and end page thing yeah. um so i'm super excited for that on the facebook and the twitter i did some posts that kind of showed a, a little bit about what it was uh, what a, a little of what it was about so um, fun stuff definitely yeah. really awesome role play opportunities yes i'm very nerdy and i've been wanting to make that for a long <laughs> time so um that being said Thank you for joining us today here at Crit Academy Studios, where everything's made up and your roles don't matter. Yep, that's right. Your roles are like an Eden with two heads that agree. That, yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> I had to reread that just in case. I was like, no, that's, oh, yeah, that's right. If our role-playing before the show was any indication. Yes, they, they should probably never agree, and that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I am still getting over uh, my sickness, so my voice is still a little choppy, and I am coughing a little bit, but it's a lot better now. My devil eyes aren't as bad. Um, they're getting better. Yeah, so. uh, his packed fiend is uh, not as happy with him. <laughs> right, I'm losing my power. Yeah. <laughs> Unlimited cosmic power until the pa- patron pulls it away. Yeah, and <laughs> the then nothing. you're kind of a normal man again. Uh, I, like this. I like how you seem to even had power in the first place. I didn't. My wife has it all. <laughs> the only time I ever had power is when I got it turned on and I paid the electrical bill. That's the only power I have in my relationship. <laughs> I think it was uh, Gabriel Inglez who was like uh, talking to like, his uh, stepson's friends about superheroes. Who the heck has Green Lantern? It's a guy who gets power from his ring. No man with a ring has power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to be joining that trope soon. So I'm... Yeah, Eventually. You're engaged right now, Eventually, right? yeah. You guys I, got a date set? Uh, August 20th. <laughs> nice. You guys hear that? August 20th. Live stream. His wedding. You'll see it. There's like three different live streams going on. Everyone has their phones out. It's the new age of technology. I hope to rejoin the trip eventually, but there's a few previous guy hit first. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta hit a few of these. That being said, let's move on to our Let's Talk About Blank segment. Baldur's Gate 3 world premiere happened this week. Oh my god. I, okay. I should be more excited about this, but I've been so focused on other things that I haven't been able to. 
You're letting me down, Austin. I understand. All right. And full disclaimer on my end, I did not watch the two and a half hour gameplay video, but I did read articles about it, and I did watch the um, theatrical trailer too. Yeah. So my wife just said, "That's right, know your place, wedge." (laughs) 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 Oh my god. Um, well, I'm super excited for it. I was a huge Baldur's Gate fan growing up. I loved the hell out of Dark Alliance. Yeah, I bar was... none, one of the best couch co-op experiences I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Dark Alliance, uh, I played it on the PS2, yep. I think, a long time ago, and getting the Onyx Blade was the best thing ever. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you got it from a drop, and you were like... <gasps> Buying the Dark Alliance games on eBay is not cheap. No, it's not. It's hard to find. Um, that being said, this is not Dark Alliance, unfortunately, though that is coming. Baldur's Gate 3, though, is a continuation of the, the first two RPGs. Do you know, was it Bioware? Yeah, Bioware. I think it was Bioware, out? yeah. Um, which was just absolutely an amazing experience as a player of video games and as a person who loves D&D and stories. The new Baldur's Gate 3 trailer, in all its goodness, had some amazing focus. We are getting huh. mind flayers in the battle between uh, them and uh, the Githyanki, which okay. is just awesome. Wow, the Dark Lions games nosedived in price on eBay compared to what I pay for it. <laughs> yeah, is it like one twenty, one thirty? No, it's like twenty bucks now. <laughs> oh no, shit! It depends on which one you get too, mm. as well. No, I'm, I'm like it both right now. <laughs> oh really? Oh okay, wow. But anyways, um, so in the new uh, <laughs> video, we got to watch uh, Larian Studios. Uh, I think his name's Sven. The the, the the CEO of that, um, play kind of like an hour and a half or so of gameplay. And I love that they chose to do uh, turn-based instead of freeze-pausing or, or live-pause or whatever it's called. The thing that like Final Fantasy fifteen did? Similar to yeah, that? Yeah, that's that's a live play-pause. They didn't do that. They did, okay. they did what they do best, which is turn-based, which is what they did for Divinity Original Sin 2 and one yes um, okay which by the way if you haven't played as an rpg person you need to i amazing just read some of the shenanigans players in game like they did what with what <laughs> yeah you can, there's a lot of freedom and that's why i was excited dude the damn guy was fighting uh intellect of ours and pulled his boots off out of his inventory and threw them at the intellect of our <laughs> like that is totally got to be huh. a character concept right <laughs> the- <laughs> throw your boots at your enemy <laughs> Why do you just have a backpack full of boots? Watch this, Sonny. (laughs) (laughs) I actually remember reading about how in one of the earlier Divinity games, they actually beat one boss by running to another boss, attacking it, and carried it to the other boss. (laughs) And they just started beating each other up? Yes. Yes. That's so fun. So so Larian has already gotten a a huge clout when it comes to turn-based games. I I was super impressed with the verticality of this game. Like, um, between where he started and he ended, it went up and, like, scaled up the side of a mountain and stuff. And oh, wow, okay. You could, he yeah. literally put, feather, like, Featherfall and then jumped off and, like, drifted to the bottom. And you could just see how far, what scale it was in just the time that he played. I love that it's all voiced over. And I cannot wait to delve into the, the, um, the lore that is Forgotten Realms in this sort of, um... Just in this, uh, like, style. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's been too long uh, since we've been there. And Especially in, like, uh, Baldur's Gate, which is just such an interesting place to begin with yeah. and has so much history behind it. Well, what's interesting is, if I'm not mistaken, based on what I was reading, that this is actually a sequel to The Descent into Avernus. Oh, Which is one of the reasons fun. why I really wanted to play Descent into Avernus, because this takes place after it. I mean, the opening cinematic is a giant squid-like alien ship. With a uh, mind flare walking through and putting little tadpoles that got like giant little teeth that like suck under the person's eye and then it goes right into the brain and Ugh, the that's brutal. From what I understand, <laughs> the characters all have these tadpoles in them and are about to undergo that that metamorphosis that, like, oh my to become a mind flare and they're trying to figure it out. So I'm oh. super excited. It sounds awesome. If it's got Githyanki in it, you can expect some stuff to happen. Hopefully in the astral astral sea in the mm-hmm. astral plane. All that sort of stuff. I am really just geeking out right now. So, man, uh, I went a little too much. Did you have anything else you thought that was interesting about what you read or saw? I'm curious. I know they said they're going to be basing the gameplay off of fifth edition D and D. So I'm just curious how far are they going to take it? What spells are going to be in there? What races will be available? 
how are they going to integrate the archetypes into the player yeah, options? Yeah, there's definitely a few uh, <laughs> a few things that we're going to have to like yeah, think well, about. Well, I, when I that feel happens. like yeah, I feel like if they take any uh, notes from the, their game Divinity's Original Sin, it'll be a lot like that because that is a turn. A, um, like a, a, an RPG with the same progression. Yeah. Like even when I watched him at the character creation, it looked very similar to Divinity. Yeah. So I did notice what, to your point, they did make some changes like Mage Hand can yeah. actually do some stuff that it can't kind of, like it can shove people. In fact, I laughed my head off when he used the Mage Hand to shove an intellect devourer off an edge of a cliff. Although, to be fair, Brendan did let me trip somebody with Mage Hand one time when he ran briefly. <laughs> I would allow that. That's true. That's yeah. that's, that's minor. So, but it's not like you're inherently damaging them. Right. right. And I'm also curious, I'm going to buy a large chick with the PHP, and like I said, what spells will be, and they're like, I don't think we'll see Wish, for example. But. What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you might see a limited version of Because <laughs> good luck perhaps. balancing that sucker. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. There's definitely probably some concerns there, but I'm excited. Someone greater demon would be so fun, though. Yep. Man. I'm excited. I really Get him, Mike! Get him! <laughs> <laughs> Attack him! Not me. We made a deal. Brief briefly. You Brief know, deal. You know what I thought was really cool that I, I don't you don't see in a lot of games? Um the the they use the, the shadows and everything for like stealth mechanics. Mm-hmm. And you can separate your party members and like he sent one up and around to where this one guy was at. Um, and so when they, when the other group went around and engaged these two and talked a lot of shit to this halfling who basically just drew, end up drawing his weapon on him, the other character that he had in stealth up on the top, just brute, I think he just shoved, prodded the guy right off the edge and he fell. Oh, oh wow. a lot of verticality, verticality. <laughs> and because he could separate the group, he was able to stop that per, per archer from having a good vantage point on him. And his allies. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yes, there was bugs. There was a lot of bugs. Oh, I can imagine. Um, yeah. So, but that's part of the game. I'm now picturing them doing an, an all-Druid party and selling these entire massive sw- squirrels. It's like swarming the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. There's like a, a, an all-paladin party where they're just marching through everything. They don't, it doesn't matter. They're like, oh, this is a stealth mission? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a stealth mission, just nobody laughed to raise the alarm. <laughs> well, I'm really excited for this, and like I said, I rushed home and got my, my chores done so I could make sure I watched this thing when it went live, and I was about 10 minutes late, but that's okay. Yeah, you know. Uh, it was awesome. So, that yeah. being said, I'm super excited, Larian. I can't wait to see what else you do with it, so. Woo! That being said, before we move on to our main topic, we have a gift to give away. Yeah. Uh, it's a... Giveaway from our wonderful people at Loresmith, the modular dungeon tiles of the Arcania ones. Uh, the modular dungeon tiles are an easy way to create your own beautiful digital maps. The Arcania lets you make dark, shadowy dungeon map with the rich fumes of arcane secrets. Uh, Ian, who's our winner? <laughs> Why, our winner today is Dragon Man 2323. We did it. Congratulations. Dragon Man 2323. Uh, Dragdor was a man. <laughs> if you didn't win, he was a head on over to slash <laughs> to get a free set of digital terrain yourself as well as some other really cool goodies. Yeah. <clears throat> now, on to the main topic. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, we don't cover a lot of races on this show because mostly they, they, I don't feel like I could get an entire main topic out of them. I made an exception for the Ettenling package, which now, is which is a, a DM's Guild supplement. Just we're upfront about that. Yeah, it yep. is not like an actual like Wizards of the Coast thing or anything yeah. like that. Um, and it's actually a very popular bestseller. So with good reason. <laughs> <laughs> so good, kind good reason. Of, so kind of in uh, display with their kind of chaotic magical heritage. Ettinglings were born with two heads atop of a single hulking frame. Their contorted body is mirrored in their twist, twisted mi- uh, twin minds. As each head houses an individual brain with its own personality, thoughts, and goals. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're all kind of like reeling the, the things we've seen in our head. We're like, yeah, that's that's right. Now, when I first when I first thought of this, I was like, okay, this is gonna how are you gonna make this work? How are you gonna make two players play one character? Well, 
it does it really surprisingly well. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like you, you could almost say where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one being will, the other guy way. <laughs> <laughs> so one in the in the traditional sense, one head prides itself with the imposing presence of being the will, as it's called in this supplement, as it is typically called. Um, <laughs> It prefers to engage in the more social aspects um, of the, the, the Etten's engagement with the world around him, preferring instead uh, um, wanting its partner to remain kind of quiet, which honestly... Uh, it do- doesn't work. No. <laughs> not at no. all. No. Um, <laughs> menial tasks uh, such as motor control are beneath the will's concern, uh, preferring instead to be carted around by its partner. <laughs> However, it, <laughs> yeah. it does uh, de- uh, deign to maintain control of one of its arms and hands. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. So it does have some semblance of independence on there. Yeah, it can smack the other head if it wants. Or if it just hold it down real quick, make it shut up Get, or something. Or Read between the lines, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see any lines. Just see your fingers. Are those lines? <laughs> you have to hold them sideways. <laughs> I still don't get it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, the will views <laughs> the like partner as the dull, witted, and foolish, and often believes that the other half would never have survived <laughs> alone without the wits and cunning of the will. Now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in stark contrast with that, the other head retains more of the the primal strength of its giant heritage, demonstrated by its control over the majority of the motor functions. Like feet. Uh, Both of them. Like the legs, which also <laughs> consequently means the ass. <laughs> so the other one's not going to know when it has to shit. The one, the dumb one is going to know. So <laughs> we'll be like... Oh, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Diplomatic meeting is adjourned. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not going to take so, shit. <laughs> so the way, as it uh, may be referred to, controls both legs, the torso, and the arm, as we just stated. Um, way takes pride in dominating contests of physical strength and is quick to act against any imposing threats. The way sees its partner as weak and feeble, a runt that would never survive alone without way being around to back up the will's sharp tongue. Hey, did he just call us an idiot? (laughs) No, no, no. He called you an idiot. Oh, kill him. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to watch because you have Uh, to. uh, Oh, my God. So right off, right off the the bat, what is your guys' first impressions of this? This is... (laughs) The roleplay is already coming out in our in our. Show. You gotta. There, there's gotta be. There's a certain thing you have to share with the other player. I have yeah. to imagine because, again, one of them controls the legs <laughs> and the ass <laughs> of the other one. You seem really obsessed with that part <laughs> because the, the roleplay is there. No, dude. Okay, now I gotta get really nasty for a second. Oh, that's fine. Used, that's when I was a for. kid, they used to say. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, pleasure yourself or whatever. But if you ever, if you ever get too used to it, use the other hand. If he literally used the other hand, it would be somebody else's hand. Ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. So which hand wipes the ass? I'm assuming the one that owns the ass. Oh no! Oh man! Oh my god, that's horrible. Oh jeez. Uh, I promise we're actually gonna get into the meat and potatoes. Of this at some point. Um, so Jeez. you might be asking yourself, uh, how does this work? Well, it's got a lot of things going on. Yeah, admittedly, it, it really does. There's a lot of shared uh, um, traits and so like, characteristics. Yeah, like health. Health is shared. It's just a yeah. giant pool, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So let's be yeah. clear. When two players pick this race, each one independently gets to pick a class. Yep. Which I think is just fantastic. Which I also made the joke earlier that Way is the rogue and Will is something that doesn't want to be with a rogue. <laughs> like, what? If, see, see, that's a really good example. Like, uh, what if uh, the rogue is the strategic head and then the other dumb one's the big barbarian who is, like, messing up all his stealth checks? He's like, all right, we're going to sneak in here. Hey, you guys! <laughs> Catch this rock! <laughs> see, whoops, the rock. He's like, 
Do oh I at least still gosh. get sneak attack off that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> do I get a surprise uh, round? Is that for that weapon? So no. <laughs> uh. So partnership is definitely a, a necessity between two both players. But I think creating two characters of opposing personalities really is what will get you the most out of this character. Um, obviously, in the Will and Way example, they have opposing personalities, right? Yeah. You got the smart intellectual, then you got the big dumb brute. Um, Which I think both players have to take one of those roles. I think it's like a requirement. Like They had to take certain like stats. Like If you're Way, you take like an intelligence and charisma yep, you're, downwards, you're, right? You're, you're getting ahead of me, but that's oh, okay. We can go okay. right to that. So you actually... Um, so. Um, just like any other race, there are stat modifiers, but the stat modifiers are different depending on which head you are. Um, so, for instance, you meant uh, you're, you start with a, nor- uh, a two constitution, but then each uh, head has its own details depending on which one you are and where is that at. Is so, ah, so yeah, right here. Okay. Uh, for way, you get a plus two to increase your strength, but your intelligence score decreases by two and your wisdom down by one. Right? Uh, and then for Will, your charisma is increased by two, but your strength score decreases by two and your dex is down by one. Oh, but Will could be a warlock. That's yeah. true. Oh, or so, sir. And then you can get him, like, pack the blade. And then you're like, here, use this weapon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, the Will is totally manipulating the way into doing what it wants. Like Scooby Snacks. Here's, here is Javelin. I conjure it for you. Oh, do I do I throw it? Yes, you throw it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> okay, but how do it come back? You have to go get it. <laughs> Can't you make another one? Um, in an hour. How long does it take to make that? Is it an hour? That's the bundle. In the oh, I'm thinking of the the. So the you can one. make new one. Yes, we make new one. Oh, <laughs> so anyways, one go. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the mechanics. So first thing, there are very specific um, details in how this works. First yes. of all, the total hit points are sum of both will and way and are shared between both ads. Which, by the way, you both get a constitution plus two to you your score. So you're going to have a big chunk of hit points. Yeah. Um, each, uh, each class or each ad has its own armor class separately. Um, one partner can wear, the other one can't for obvious reasons. Um, because it's just a head. <laughs> Though yeah. I do like the idea of the Will's hand holding a shield and using it to defend himself. Well, can right? It? Do you target each side separately then? Yes. Yeah, so there are details about how. Oh, it's in combat go. below. Yeah, so yeah. In the combat, uh, the <clears throat> Etenling is considered two separate targets in combat. Will and way. So uh, magical effects that would like haste can only affect one or the other. A firebolt can only hit one or the other. Um, and so fireball still going to hit both fireball is still going to hit both. <laughs> um, so there's definitely some kind of trade-offs to it. Um, but because you guys are shared, um, body, um, the creators were well aware of this and actually gave you additional like death saves. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And that's also why you have more hit points through your doubled con, right? Yeah. Um, so, cause really no matter how you look at it, one person's going to be tied to the failures of the other. So if yeah. dim-witted Way charges into battle, Will is kind of stuck going with him. So it was kind of important to grant them extra hit points and extra death saves for that reason. Mm-hmm. Dragons! Dang it, Leroy! <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go in. We are in, though. We already here. I control leg. You don't control egg. <laughs> so Steve is asking if alliance are restricted. Nope, not at all, as nope. far as we can tell. Uh, um, it does suggest chaotic, but oh, that yeah. was it. Uh, yeah, it was, that I think was, it was it. a suggestion. And I think that's good because they both are kind of unpredictable in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of details on the spells and saving throws. Yes. Um, but the big core takeaway is that they're individual targets. Um, you can't affect the one body with enhanced self or haste or anything like that. Uh, s- certain saving throws are different as well. Uh, what is it? I think intelligence, wisdom, and charisma throws are yeah are made individually. So if one's getting so charmed, the other one might not. I don't right know. or sleep. Which well, would that's be hit points based. So I don't know if that would work. Well, now, they do. They can sleep interchangeably though. 
So like yeah. they can never be. Well, I guess if Way's resting, Will can't do much because he doesn't control. Wake up, you idiot! He's <laughs> <laughs> just like slapping himself to wake up because <laughs> he can't do anything else. <laughs> You're gonna suffer a level of exhaustion. He's about to suffer a loss of hit points if he goes back to sleep. Can't crack his knuckles. He only got one hand. Oh yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> he's gotta crack it on his leg or something. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh my gosh. But let's just even talking about this. Um, it's just so silly. <laughs> it sounds like so much fun, which is once again why I really wanted to, to discuss again, it. Again, two players would really have to either A, like know one another to really want to do this, or mm-hmm. like both be under an agreement like, hey, are you way or are you will? Because obviously there's certain caveats <laughs> to each one. So. My thing is, as long as each player understands which, which head they're controlling, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine both heads playing pranks on each other all the time? Did you ever watch that old Fantastic Four movie with uh, Chris uh, Chris uh, Evans Evans in it? Yeah, um, when they're stuck inside the Baxter Building, they're constantly playing tricks on each other. I totally think you could do that with Will and Way. One person who's just like, oh my god, if Will was a bard, you could have so much fun with that. Just like vicious mockering himself, talking a lot of smack. Because <laughs> that would be a good way for him to interact with uh, interact with the the other head without necessarily needing control over the body parts. Right. Um. So they give a they give you a great collection of names, and not oh, only yeah. like Will and Way names, but then like a combined name. So if they're if Way's name is Lugvev. And uh, Will's name is Alivar. The combined name would be Uligbar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Um, so, did you know that uh, Ettingling's uh, mature at age 10? That's ridiculous. Yeah. that's That sounds really early. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. Like they, Well, I guess you got two heads twice learning, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> it- and we did from my steps. They both share a health pool, and their death states also work a little bit differently too. Yes, yes. I didn't get too much into it because there's a lot of mechanics, but but you yeah. have like five, I think. So three. Yeah, yeah. And there's you some get five other, instead of three death saves. There's some other uh, little details and caveats that come with it. Once again, we don't want to go through all the, no. the heavy duty mechanics no, 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 no. of it. There's yeah. there's a lot here, but um, <laughs> double speak. I forgot about that. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Oh yeah. So if either ahead is, uh, you know, they have to make like a deception or intimidation or persuasion check, both players must roll a d20 and add their charisma modifier. If the head calling for the skill check scores better, then they make the check normally. Doesn't matter. But if the head that wasn't required to make the check scores higher, the head making the check does so at disadvantage. <laughs> and you don't get no say what's about, about it. Basically, you have to roll to see who can make the decision, which I think is awesome. Like, it's like, oh, well, we're going to lie to him. He's like, oh, we're lying to him? <laughs> He's like, well, now you said it. <laughs> um, <sighs> Obviously, it was again, I'm stuck with another head of a monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, He's the monkey. <laughs> there's, there's an art piece in here that just cracks me up. It's two tombstones with uh, a, a skeleton uh, Etten crawling out of it. And it says, poor brick strangled by his bro. Poor Brack didn't think it through. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, oh lord. Um, so there's a whole entire section in here with special considerations and special interactions. Oh, like wild shape. Uh, the wild shape one is pretty interesting because um, basically whatever you make just now has two heads. So if you turn into a bear, it's oh. a two-headed bear. If you turn into a spider, it's a two-headed spider. That sounds How so that terrifying. Even has 16 um, eyes. How are you ever supposed to... Well, they already have advantage on perception checks, but still. Could, could you imagine them deciding, oh, oh, Will, I got a good idea. Let let you, us turn into a cat and spy on them. They will not suspect anything. They're gonna suspect a cat with two heads. <laughs> what? No, uh, cats have one head. Oh my god. <laughs> Something wrong. So, so you couldn't even be like a successful like infiltrator as a druid because everyone would be able to like. Well no, I guess you're like heads. a tiny spider with two heads. No one's ah, gonna, nobody's notice. gonna notice that, but man. But like they're gonna know. notice a cat with two heads for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be cool. You could have fun. Maybe the heads don't always match up perfectly. Yeah, one's a cat head, the other's like a bird. <laughs> or whatever the last thing he turned into. Maybe it's still his normal head. <laughs> 
Damn it, you didn't do the transformation right. And they start yelling at each other. I want to do this. Wow. I understand, cat. <laughs> um, some of the other things that they do is they have a table for interactions. Oh, but some of the spells are like their their length is changed. Uh, the durations are cut in half and stuff like that. Um, because of the effect of... Because you both essentially take turns as the same person. So yeah. that one person that's in front of you is getting two extra, or like an extra action just bestowed upon them by another person. <laughs> that's a good example, like with haste, right? It yeah. benefit both, so... Um, but there's a lot in here. Could you imagine details. if haste only worked on like Will? So like he's got one really fast moving <laughs> arm, but, yeah, like, but weighs like... What? what are you doing? We can't fly. We tried. That's funny. Um, they also include some variant rules, uh, specifically feats, which uh, I think are just fantastic. Um, they all do require, have some sort of prerequisite. Like the scrapper is an Ettingling prerequisite. You yeah. are accustomed to the rigors of fighting more than most. You gain the following benefits. Increase con score and... Uh, to a maximum of 20 you gain advantage on death saves that's huge mm-hmm. that is really nice that's and, massive actually and then uh once per long rest you can use an action to spend one of your remaining hit dice that's cool that's basically a a heal that's that's not quite as potent as uh the war fighter's second wind is it mm. is that like 1d10 plus their fighter level fighter level yeah. so it's not quite as powerful not quite as, as crazy but it's still pretty strong <laughs> Um, were any of these uh, features uh, feats interesting I, to you guys? Close up magic yeah. was interesting for sure, but I think the one that I thought was like almost necessary for the character was monkey grip. Oh yeah, do you want to tell us? That's the about one that? where you wield a weapon with two hand, or you can you're able to wield a weapon with the two handed property with a single hand. You may only use two handed weapons in this manner. So basically, uh, if Wei really is hell bent on wielding a two handed sword, Will doesn't want to do that. Will's like, just just work out your arm or something for like four, five weeks straight. Are you saying what that pretty much, that where there's a will, there's a way? Yes. <laughs> I'm not picturing uh, Morty from that one episode of Rick and Morty, the Mad Max episode. We had a massive arm. Yeah. <laughs> just one big giant arm. <laughs> yeah. Because like otherwise... And the arm like, has its own mind on top of that. <laughs> the arm has its own mind? Yeah. That's funny. Because that... Because then if, like, uh, say, like, Wei is Actually, wielding Mon- a two-handed weapon, wouldn't that mean Will... Like, obviously, Will has to hold it because he's the other arm, right? Actually, so- I'm pretty sure Monkey Grip was uh, 3.5 feet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But still, like... Yeah. Mm. I feel like it's kind of necessary. If you want to be a barbarian, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but this is specifically that you you can use one hand in, the, one in this manner. That's a really good uh, option. So that way, uh, when they are... Uh, you do have one that's a caster and one that wants to play a melee. Mm-hmm. You aren't gimping the person by only limiting him to one hand, yeah. a one-handed weapon. Because really, if the other hand didn't agree... Then yeah, you're you stuck with a one-handed weapon. Yeah, you couldn't even use versatile. Yeah. Um, that would be such a pain in the ass to... to... No, I refuse to use a sword. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, no. They're uncivilized. <laughs> but... We aren't civilized. <laughs> That's why we have swords. Uh, see what I have to deal with every day of the week. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for me, yourself. Speak me. for ourselves. <laughs> me, you. Oh my yeah, gosh. but how do I refer to us? We. You refer oh. to us as we. That's how grammar works, you idiot. <laughs> so, is the grammar something I can eat? <laughs> That sounds a lot like graham cracker. <laughs> so there's a dungeon master section for inspiration for uh, role playing the Etten, uh, Ettenling. In case you want it to be in the world and maybe no player wants to use it, well, maybe you can just send one after your players. Um, and so they, I really like this. They've got like a whole detail on mannerisms and everything. But you could totally um, use this for your players. Yeah, yeah. So for instance, uh, they got uh, an Ed- Ettenling quirks. Uh, uh, here's an Etting. I cannot say Ettenling. Action. The Ettenling begins a slow clap, made awkward as the two heads have trouble synchronizing their hands. Uh. Uh, another one says, Way interrupts the conversation using its hand to push Way's face away. Shut <laughs> up! I'm gonna beat the heck out of you! So there's there's a couple of those. This I really like the duo phrases oh, table. Yeah. So, uh, would, 
would would you two like to play Will and Way or Way uh, and Will? You're Will, right? Yeah, you're Will. You're you the smart Will? one. Yeah, I'm Will. You be Will. Yeah. You be Way. Why don't you give us a couple of those examples? We need to make sure this doesn't drag on. Dragon. Where? <laughs> That's no. a good one. No. Uh, you said dragon. Is that the right hand? Dragon. <laughs> dragon. Drag it. Dragon. Dra- Why you say it so weird? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it's, a, it's a phrase. It's a common phrase people use. It has nothing to do with dragons or any other winged reptilian bees. Dragons have wings? Yes! Oh! Dragons don't have wings. How do I hit them? With a. With your axe! When they're on the ground, like you always do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're having way too much fun with this. You want to give them one more example? Uh, there is spell work here. Uh, I sure hope it does. <laughs> That'd <laughs> be really bad if spell didn't work here. <laughs> Quite. Oh my gosh, you guys. This shit is hilarious. And there's a bunch of these. There's so oh, much man. inspiration. And there's also a few uh, etymically encounters in here, too, as well Which as uh, I think maps, we're doing NPCs, in, quests. Uh, <laughs> we're doing that for the uh, Honor Tips and Tricks, right? That's what we're doing. Do we have that? We're touching on that. We're Are we touching, touching on, on it? it okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does come with. Um, some uh, additional little encounters and stuff that you can use uh, to get the Etenling into your games. Uh, and it's fun. Uh, so, uh, overall, what did you? What do you guys think about this player option? Would you guys be willing to give it a shot? I I would. There might be one or two things you have to work through here and there just so we're on the same page. But yeah. other than that, like uh, as we kind of mentioned, area tax spells. Yeah. yeah. And there's there, I think there's some rules for those yeah. um, and details. One thing I think would be fun to do this like and treat it like uh the the two stooges or three stooges yeah except now you like, only got two except you're poking each other in the eye and fighting on constantly and shit it just sounds like so much fun <laughs> and as you can tell we just had a blast going through this and you can see the banter that was created at the table without really much you know incentive other than no, it yeah. was interesting <laughs> i'm trying to work on a diplomatic solution you need to be quiet oh what is, what's a diplomat? <laughs> Why a, is it tick? Use, ag- <laughs> use aggressive <laughs> negotiations. Uh, yes, I do enjoy this topic. Uh, <laughs> I Is there anything else you think we, we should have covered that we might have missed? I think we overall nailed down the, um, the uh, do- documents, though. Yeah, there's some nice maps in here. There's monster stat blocks and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, in case you want to, again, you throw it at your down. players. Which is fun. This is this one's really nice. This uh, tight then tight. I think that's supposed to be Titan. Yep. Is that what that is? Titan. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's part caster, part uh, barbarian, which is just glorious. So. He has one big weapon and one smart weapon. <laughs> that's what Way would say. Uh, um. So actually, oh, it's man. not part of our. Uh, oh, it's not. Oh, okay. It's just part of the thing here, the show notes. So, um, I did want to. T- uh, we were going to talk a little bit about the that Etten Bridge, um, but I don't think it's necessary. It's basically a, a very humorous encounter that would really make this just a memorable experience for anybody involved, uh, whether the players are playing it. See, that would be the fun of it, One though, of right? us is telling the lie. The other's telling the truth. Wait. Am I telling the lie or are you telling the truth? <laughs> he doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> How does the riddle go again? <laughs> Well, I well, forgot the answer. <laughs> well, first off, you ruined the the riddle when you started to talk. <laughs> Crap. Oh, um, so, so doing stuff like that. Yes, it's, uh, or, yeah. Or in Journey Quest, when they encounter two gargoyles, one told the truth, one only tell lies. The the dumb fighter just outright kills one of them and wants to do everything the other one says, and it's the lie one, <laughs> and he drags it along with him wherever he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he does not pick up on the fact that everything it says is a lie. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I told the truth, the other tell a lie. Uh, well, t- t- Way kills that one. Is he dead or is he alive? He's alive. That one tell a lie. <laughs> I figured it out without your help this time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you. Uh, I think that'll do it for our main topics. A little shorter. Um, but this was definitely uh, something I wanted to cover because it just was so much fun to talk about and read through. Absolutely. Um, 
Before we move on to our honor tips and tricks, Ian, what are we giving away today? We are once again giving away from Jeff Stevens, Encounters on the Savage Seas 2. Revolutionize your game with this collection of 16 mini-adventures and includes NPCs, locations, creatures, and magical items for you to use on your nautical adventure. Yeah. Water's are, hard. Are <laughs> yeah, did you guys all die? <laughs> I think you all died, didn't you? We didn't die. I killed everyone. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got mind control. I got mind control. We by, all got uh, dominated. It yeah, was bad. I got it was a bad dominated day. by a... Kraken. By a, not a Kraken. It was an a... Obelith. Obelith. An obelith, yeah. yeah. He enslaved them. And I was like, ha ha. Hey, guys. The Deep One sends his regards. <laughs> Say hello to my pointy friend that I stole from my other pointy friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's our winner today, Austin? Uh, Mike at Dark Garage. I normally don't include that, but I didn't know anybody would know who Mike is. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll leave that part in there. Uh-huh. Uh, congratulations, Mike. If you enjoy the adventure, please leave Jeff Stevens a review. Yeah. If you didn't win, have no fear. Because Crit Academy is here. Head on over to CritAcademy.com slash Jeff Stevens uh, to get uh, Encounters on the Savage Seas 3 absolutely free. Some good stuff there. Yeah. (laughs) I love me some nautical adventures. I've suddenly not liked them as much after that. (laughs) (laughs) Swimming is hard. So is not having... I was a human. I couldn't see very far. I couldn't use my my one skill that I had, which was survival. And, you know... (laughs) It was rough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shame on me i'm pretty sure most characters i've ran are afraid to sail across the ocean and i was like why have you read the master mail do you know what's in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> do you know what else what's out there um no oh man <clears throat> yeah and now what you've all been waiting for our unearth tips and tricks segment where we bring you new and reusable material for both players and DMs. So, Ian, would you like to tell us about our character concept today? Yes, our character concept is based on our main topic, and uh, it's basically called, Can't We Have Just Stayed Home? No! No! (laughs) (laughs) We'll go home! So this character is definitely... A Will and Way Atten character concept, correct? Oh, yeah. The awesome. Will head just wanted to stay home and learn a family trade and build off the family legacy. <laughs> He's going to get really good at cutting gems with one arm. <laughs> the Way head wanted to become an adventurer, see the world, make a name for himself. Will objected. Way, being the one who controls the legs and where they go, said, screw you, went off and did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I control the legs. I choose where we go. Will keeps trying to sabotage your adventures as much as possible, but at the same time, keeps trying to take levels in a class for the sake of self-preservation, and, and determine if they're going to die, at least won't be his fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so when I read this guy, this creation, you guys, I was cracking up, because this, to me, would totally be a fun character for me to play as the Will. Where I am just doing everything I can to terrorize the other player. <laughs> I would get way too much fun out of that. I, I think the digitation would be your best friend. Oh yeah, dude. Like it would be just like weird shit too, like um um minor illusion a box over his head. <laughs> I can't see. What happened? No, just so you could sleep out a the le- sun. he could sleep a little longer. Like if you <laughs> if you cast it over his head, you just sleep a little longer. Like, like an alarm clock. Now we're not going to have to go. Because he controls the legs at least. So now that means I get to sleep a little more too. Oh, dude. What if uh, Will is on a diet and weighs not? <laughs> I didn't think about that. What if he's like yelling at him? Why are you eating that stuff and putting it in our body? <laughs> Wait. It's delicious. So does that mean if one drinks alcohol, the other one gets drunk too? I don't know. <laughs> Because they have to share the same bloodstream, right? And I'm assuming. I, I that... assume. I guess I don't know. I'm not a make-believe doctor. <laughs> In a world of fantasy with dragons and witches and dark vision, um, I don't know. This is this quit is... drinking so much wine. I'm starting to lose how to talk. Whew! That's some strong stuff. What are you drinking? Oh, <laughs> you don't know. What it is, and you're drinking it. They called it dragon's juice. 
<laughs> Tastes like cherry. <laughs> Burns like eel. Oh, man. You've never eaten the cherry in your life. <laughs> no, but you have. Right? Do I know what you do I know what you taste? <laughs> That's another thing. If you, if you drink something, does he taste it? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I love the idea of one character just wanting to go home the whole. When did you eat that? <laughs> it was spaghetti three days ago. What are you? You were must have been sleeping. I don't know what happened. Oh my god, bourbon toe! Ah! <laughs> have some of that bourbon toe. Oh, man. Oh, man. Did you guys ever watch that Cheech and Chong movie where the other one felt the other one's pain? No. You never seen that? Like, they would tickle one and the other guy would laugh. <laughs> so how does that work? Like, is the guy in control of the body the one that feels all the pain? Well, and I guess the they're both pain kind of in will... control most of the body. Uh, one just chooses not to have dominance over it, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Steve here. <laughs> says, Will is extremely hetero. Way is not. Don't be so silly. <laughs> oh, we're going to cast some spells on you today. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like, the one's checking out the uh, the Etten chick, and he's like, Hey, Will, isn't that nice? He's looking at his own ass. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Are we brothers? Uh, all right, something. It's, it's taking a weird turn. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it's a great character weird concept. Turn? Uh, yeah, right? I think it, this is a great character concept. Oh, one wanting to stay home while the other one be- wants to become a venture, I think it would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely do it. <laughs> That'll do it for our character concept. Can't we just stay home? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> oh, man. I say no, so therefore no. <laughs> our monster variant of the podcast is the Savage Minotaur. Sounds awesome. Minotaurs are fierce, bullheaded monsters. This one more so. <laughs> yes. Most monst- most minotaurs have a liking for mazes. So much so that in addition to seeking out these buried labyrinths to call home, they also like to engrave complex designs into their armor and weapons. Ooh. While the minotaur is not particularly clever lot. Much like way. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have an uncanny way of tracing... Uh, of tracing and memorizing complex pathways to hunt down their prey. That's true. I never thought about that. A few of these savage hulking beasts are infused with demonic blood, making them stronger, faster, and more bloodthirsty than most of their kin. Though they all love to hunt lonely, wild places, killing and eating any who dare to enter their lair. So... I was scrolling through my fourthy handbook again, or a monster manual, because I've got way too many of those. Uh, I've got more fourth edition books than I do 5e. That's, That's fair. I need to fix that. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, in order for this to work, you're going to start with the origin monster, the Triceratops. Hmm, I wonder why he chose the Triceratops. Is it almost because it's a giant, huge monster with big, giant horns already? You got it. Probably. Um, so you're going to change the intelligence score to a 7 so it's oh, not completely incompetent. I love how it's, it says increase to a 7. And I'm like, oh man, what was it before? It was like a 3, I think. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's a stupid animal. Um, its stomp ability becomes great axe and you just change it to slashing damage. You don't have to change anything else about the feature. You're going to give it labyrinth, uh, labyrinthine recall which basically lets the minotaur perfectly recall any path it has traveled and you're going to add some new abilities the first one's going to be berserking so whenever the savage minotaur starts its turn with 60 hit points or fewer you roll a d6 and on a six it goes berserk it has resistance to bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage guess where that's from (laughs) that sounds like rage yeah. Um, and on each of its turns, while Berserk, the Minotaur attacks the nearest creature it can see. And if no creature is near enough to it to attack, it just attacks an object <laughs> with a preference for objects that are smaller than itself. <laughs> like boxes, I guess. I don't know. Oh, uh, That's a mighty three-foot diameter rock. I'm going to crush it. <laughs> Once it goes Berserk, it continues to do so until it is destroyed or regains all of its hit points. Huh. Oh, uh, all of its hit points. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. So it, it kind of goes nuts. It's very much a Hulk kind of build. Mm-hmm. Like Hulk smash, lose sense of any sense of itself. I kind of uh, envision the demon blood kind of taking over. Yeah. Only seeing red. See what I did there with the bull and yeah. the red comment? That was, okay. I thought that was very clever. And for bonus points, make it voiced by uh, Michael Dorn. 
Who? He played Worf in Star Trek. Huh. But when you look at his filmography, I'm like, he seems to voice Minotaurs a lot. Oh, <laughs> um, <It> happens. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I've like looked at his IMDb profile, I'm like, he's done at least three Minotaurs throughout the years, at least. Has he got, like, a good snort or something? Like, a <sighs> I just think it's just a deep, vo- big oh. voice. Big burly voice. Yeah. All right. Um, so second uh, ability, you get a new, new ability called sweeping ferocity. So when the minotaur's hit points reach zero, it can use its reaction to make an attack with its great axe. When it hits a creature, the minotaur can choose another creature within five feet of the original target and within its reach. If the original attack roll would hit the second creature, it takes damage equal to half the attack damage. The damage is the same as the damage type dealt by the original attack. So this character does have charge in like the gore type stuff that comes from the uh, Triceratops build. But I always like monsters that change up when they get weak. And giving a one last hurrah um, <clears throat> will ca- to catch somebody off by surprise is just one of my favorite things to do. Like, can you imagine... Um, you walk up with your, your daggers, you dig him into his, uh, his neck and he flails wildly and pure anger is all that's running him as he's swinging wildly trying to chop people up before he keels over. So what do you guys think about this monster? Definitely aggressive. Good flavor. I'm not going to go into a labyrinth anytime soon. I just want to kill everyone. That's the point of a monster, more or less, usually. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this one gives me a reason for people to die and it not be my fault. Good. I mean, I guess I designed it, so it's still my yeah, fault. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that. I'm not going to lie, as I'm thinking through this, I kept on picturing back in, like, the Forgotten Cartoon, Hercules the Animated Series, which just doesn't made mm-hmm. after the movie. And there was one when they dropped the Minotaur into the labyrinth for the first time. Hmm. Dead end. <laughs> Another dead end. <laughs> Turns out he doesn't have an amazing IQ of, of tracking paths. He just ran in the wrong way every d- direction possible. Well, it just got dropped in there for the first time, so in his defense. <laughs> so he runs, stops, runs, stops, runs, stops. He's like, ah! That's, That's great. And once again, voiced by Michael Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I think that'll do it for our monster variant, the Savage Minotaur. Definitely a fun one. Austin, yeah. would you like to tell us about our encounter? of the podcast sure our encounter today is called lost love by patron lucy the banished uh a corrupt cupid is flying around breaking up couples causing dissent in the city probably a lot of debauchery going on (laughs) (laughs) uh news spread that the king and queen decided to divorce and will split the city in half possibly causing the civil war uh oh sorry i totally just messed that up on you sorry uh, well a civil war not well we're split the city i'm getting the bad houses Oh, you always want the best houses. Why do you want the bath houses, honey? <laughs> <laughs> like it have a harem. Uh, Cupid has its lair in the city's subterranean sewage system, and the only one who knows how to navigate there is the deranged ranger calling himself the Rat King. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of this encounter idea? Nice. I want to find the corrupt Cupid. <laughs> I want to be like, hey, why are you doing this? That sounds. I mean, this just sounds like a lot of fun in general because... Um, Could it break up the party? I think it, I imagine it could. Ooh, definitely some, cause some dissent in the, yeah. in the in the group into the ranks, especially if you have any that are kind of close. Because mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, it says couples, but I mean, it could just be affect friends too. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I like this because what is why is the cupid is the cupid at fault is it's corrupt is it corrupt because something else infected it or did it just like fall from grace or whatever and yeah now it's, just it's just like, like he, his boyfriend broke up with him and now he's all pissed off about it and now he's like, it's time I, to murder everyone if i can't be happy if nobody else can't be i'm gonna start a war you know yeah. or maybe maybe the cupid doesn't know that his arrows are doing bad yeah he's like, like somebody ah, crippled his arrows with knowledge yeah somebody yeah so the players run into this situation where they're expecting this big bad. Definitely a lot of ways you can go about yeah. this. Yeah. I it definitely gives a lot. I love the little detail of the deranged ranger called the Rat King. <laughs> like, um, what are you doing? Why are you in my sewers? This is my place. Get out of my place. Oh, uh, we're looking for a Cupid. Oh, a Q what? <laughs> oh, that's kind of picturing su- sewer urchin from the tick. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, got a back cupid? Oh, definitely a back cupid. Yeah, sure. I can definitely help you with that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
It'd be funny that the the ranger wants to help out because he just wants them out of the sewer. He's like, please, <laughs> you want to help me evict this guy? Do it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll do it. Uh, you need arrows? I got arrows. <laughs> I'm doing great today. <laughs> oh, man. First, the whole shitty city goes to shit, and now I'm here. Now I got some other winged creature in my my, my home, and... Now you guys are here too. I just want everyone out. That's it. <laughs> Do you know what I think can make this even better? Is the players may not, or the characters may not be on to what's going on right away. They might be trying to solve an issue of Civil War. and So like the Civil War is already like happening. Yeah. Okay. They show up and they're trying to stop these, these, this, this city from tearing itself apart. Just to find out that it's all fabricated in a creation of this Cupid who may or may not know that they're doing it. Hmm. I don't know. That just seems like a very, a very fun. I don't, I, I don't want to say non-combat, but uh, an, an adventure that's not really combat heavy, but role play heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what again, what, what happens if you find out the Cupid's got a collection, of all kinds of different arrows and somebody accidentally gets shot the wrong one. It'd be a good way to introduce special arrows to your like Rangers and stuff. <gasps> what if that's what the Rangers after? Maybe the Rangers after the the Cupid's arrows. <coughs> that took a turn. <laughs> dun dun dun. Never know. Uh, all right, so I think that'll do it for the encounter of the podcast. Ian, would you like to tell us about the magic item? The magic item is the smoke stick, which essentially counts as a po- potion, uncommon item. This vial of alchemical black dust ignites when broken and releases a haze of obscuring smoke into the area. As an action, a character can throw this uh, alchemic vial at a point up to 60 feet away. The vial creates a 10-foot radius sphere of dust, something on the point where it was broken. The sphere spreads around corners, and its area is heavily obscured. It lasts for about a minute or until a wind of modern or greater strength, at least 10 miles per hour, disperses it. Ninja Vanish. Is this basically a smoke bomb? Yes, yep. that's ag- exactly <laughs> okay. what it is. Um, I would love this item. Yeah, I think this would be great for any rogue or any character who likes to hide a lot. Um, Just like the... (laughs) Could you imagine from that one magic item we had, I think it was two weeks ago, with the whole knife thing that carves a little dimension pocket? So you're just like... (laughs) Well, he's got to be in there somewhere. (laughs) where, Where did he go? There's no... He's, it's an open room, guys. <laughs> he did the, the ninja vanish thing. Throw it down and it's gone. I love it. This is a very simple, but it's a consumable potion that's uncommon. So you can make it a resource that the players have to buy or mm-hmm. um, they pick up from an enemy who just constantly steals from people and is vanishing in thin air. Or they give the illusion that they're vanishing. Turns out they just know minor illusion. They throw that and then they make a door and they, or a box <laughs> and they hide behind it or something and everyone just leaves. That's you know? great. So... What do you think, Ian? This is useful. <laughs> it is? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, definitely. I like this kind of stuff. It's very simple and straight to the point, but it's definitely a, a, a fun one. So Yeah. Uh, can have its uses. Yeah, for sure. And I like like I said, I've always said it before. I am very much on could the you, utility train. Could you imagine having like ten of these <laughs> and just like throwing this, like obscuring a whole house? Oh man. It's just like, alright, guys. Guys, I have a plan. And you, and you just you just see the rogue just holding all oh, these vials. Vial. He's like, I have a plan. This will work. I promise. <laughs> What's uh, that? Big smoke comes, starts coming out. Of Did Way let one go again? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Todd says I'm Batman. Then Ian follows up with, I'm not saying I'm Batman. I'm just saying we never been seen together. <laughs> that'll do it for our magic item the smoke stick that's a fun little one our dungeon master tip of the podcast is three sense descriptors whenever you describe something important use three different senses you spot the fortress the kobold informant told you about it looks centuries old fallen into disrepair long long ago you can't see it but you can hear the unmistakable sound of kobolds grunts and screams that they call a language. You smell smoke and burning meat from somewhere inside. Or the dwarven blacksmith hands you a newly crafted sword. It's silver with white and red designs and a green jewel in the base of the handle. The metal is cold to the touch, 
and numbs your fingers when you press them against the blade's edge. You swing it through the ear and you hear a hum, not dissimilar to a tuning fork. Um, now I got this from Reddit and I tried to go back and find the Redditor post. It was like a collection of DM tips. If I can, um, I will try to make sure it gets into the show notes. But what do you guys think about this tip? This is definitely something that you shouldn't do all the time. Like this right. will drastically drag on yep. some of your campaign. But if you are a guy, like if you're going into a new setting, this is very like writer-esque of this whole thing. But if you're going into like a new city, obviously you want to make, you know, this is a new city. You want to set the setting, right? But once you set the setting, you don't need to keep setting the setting. Yes. And Token. By, and by, key, <laughs> by keeping it to three things, it's easy to remember those things, right? Mm-hmm. If I tell you you walk into um, Baldur's Gate and the smell of fecal matter and piss. You're going to remember your nose, that. You're not yeah. going to forget that. <laughs> I remembered that one. Or That's like just... you hear the, the constant clamoring of people and like uh, horse carriages frantically going about. Like it's it's... The reason it's a detail is because it's different from the norm. Yes. Which is huge. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. And obviously you can say you see like broken down buildings and maybe there was once a fire on one of these. Maybe you can still smell you can the still smoke. still smell it. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Stuff like that. And, and, and that's important because you don't need to describe everything. But if you take a second to just describe the important aspects on the setting or the, the, the piece of information, whether it's a puzzle, a scene, a weapon, whatever it is. Um, it makes that become more important. So as Austin said, you don't want to get into that too much because mm-hmm. then the players are going to think everything's important and it's not. Yeah. Um, we, we've talked in the past about having short descriptions. When you describe a graveyard to somebody, you don't need to describe every damn tombstone. You just mm-hmm. need to say that there's a collection. You're in this dark, you know, graveyard. The sun is down. The moon is high. The crows are, are, are chirping. And I mean, the smell of yeah. freshly turned soil. That's it. I mean, and you don't. I mean, for Pete's sakes, you don't have to spend an entire page describing one tree. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, I, I would hope not. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't do that, did I? No, but J.R.R. Tolkien sure did. <laughs> that sounds like a J.R.R. Tolkien. I was trying. Thing. I was just remembering when we did our descent into Avernus stream. I literally stopped in the middle of a long read. It said, "Watsy, what the hell's wrong with you?" Yeah. The thing was like half a page, <laughs> and it was about like. <laughs> just be like getting into like Baldur's Gate like yeah. that was it that was the whole half a page like there's you can definitely shorten it down to keep your players interested and not suddenly just see them all on their phones when the, scrolling D- through. the DM is losing interest reading it if it's too long <laughs> then the players probably have to right, right. it's it's a um, good rule of thumb but anyways this is a great tool uh when you want to get your point across of something important three senses my favorite is smell um that you can almost always and I think smell is always so good to go to yes. as well because it's smell is something that we as like people always remember. Like right. it's it's yep. one of our better senses to to remember things by. So at last I found the sort of pot. Wait, where's the sword? That's cloth here. It smells like failure. Perf! <laughs> <laughs> failure. Oh, that reminds me too much of my childhood. Oh man, the smell of failure. Oh. Yeah, I got a lot of that. Oh, Doing great. That's good. <laughs> That'll do it for our Dungeon Master yeah. tip, three sense descriptors. I totally stole it from Journey Quest. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Our player tip of the podcast is, don't, don't be a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by making sure you're keeping up on your arcane studies. Today we have a really fantastic combo of spells, the command spell and the find familiar. With the command spell, you can disarm your enemy into dropping their weapon. Then you have a familiar, this works best if it can fly, swoop down and pick up the damn thing and then carry out of its reach. Or maybe into a tree, off a cliff, into a lake. Um, Somewhere. Somewhere, or even back to one of the players. Because you can significantly gimp uh, NPC or monster by taking their weapon. (laughs) Also, if the ogre has a giant flaming battle axe, you can command the ogre to drop the battle axe, and now your barbarian, who now has a shiny new toy, can defeat said ogre with yep. giant flaming so battle you can axe. Have your, you can have your familiar bring the battle axe. Now, this is something I had to look up because there is only one item, one weapon on the equ- standard equipment list that's more than 10 pounds, and it's the pike. Everything else is under 10 pounds. You know yeah, that? I guess weapons yeah. are made to be somewhat light, so I can see that. So yeah. they're, what's the word? Usable. Yeah. yeah. 
So I can actually use my axe into people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Claymore, Scottish Claymores, for example, are not as heavy as most people think they are. They're not. They're actually surprisingly light. Yeah. I'm looking at that. Mm. What do you guys think about this uh, tip? Something that players should probably do. Yeah. And Especially if getting, like, cool, like, random magic items that your damn are like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Average Scottish Claymore weight, five and a half pounds. There you go. That's surprisingly That's light. lighter than I would have expected. <laughs> yeah. Scottish Claymore is a big freaking... Uh, I'm like, a Zweehound is ten pounds, but those things are freaking huge. <laughs> yeah, those are... <laughs> Those are not made to just cleave through one human. Those are made to cleave through multiple humans. <laughs> actually, they were made to kill spearmen. Yeah, really? Yeah, actually, yeah. That's what they were made for. They were made to combat spearmen. Because it's basically as long as a spear. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just get spears? Well, that's what you call it to spearheads. Oh, because it's made of wood and your sword's not. Well, hopefully it's made of wood. Anyways, back on topic. Yeah. Um, this is a really simple mag- uh, combination and it really doesn't have to be the command spell and find familiar. You can just disarm enemies. But this is a quick quick way. One word, disarm. That's it. Or surrender. Yeah, but that's not going to work as Yeah, well. surrender won't probably make them drop their weapons, but... Probably sheath them, maybe. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're unarmed. This is a really simple one, and a lot of different classes, I think, can pull this off. Um... Specifically, I mean, we the find familiars, the wizard spell book spell. Yeah, list, I don't know how many have find familiar, but even like paladins have like command. I don't, I don't and, think any of them do. I think you have to take a feat to get it. But command? No, the find familiar. I was gonna say I don't know any paladins that have or any other classes really offhand that have find familiar, but I know a yeah. lot of classes tend to command. have command. So this could be a two team effort, right? And so, even then, like as long as you know the the initiative, I guess. <laughs> So they don't just pick the weapon back up on their turn. but Which is why I know most people don't even bother disarming half the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's an extra turn they can just be like, thanks, oh. I guess. All right. I think that'll do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. You can avoid dickitude by keeping up with your arcane studies. I always want to say you can, you can avoid dickitude by just... Just stop being a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's harder that for one. some to do than you would think. I'm, I've been trying it for 10 years and I'm still a dickhead. Clear <laughs> that I'm not being a dick. I don't think you're the one who decides that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote around you. Yeah. Like, I, like, I got the sweetest wife in the world and I'm a total asshole, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> Just like, I remember Brandon saying, you, you corrupted her. She used to be so sweet. <laughs> as dirty-minded as me. Anyways. Oh, well, what can you do? <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think that's it for the the podcast. Actually. Yeah, a quick one today. Yeah, especially comparative to some of our later latest ones. Please join us in our next episode. Where we'll be discussing deadly dungeon doors. <laughs> Something he's experiencing. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh it's man, a lot of fun. Anyway. Um, if you have any feedback, under tips and tricks, or topics you'd like us to discuss, please send them to us. You can email them to us at critacademy at gmail dot com, or find us on Twitter and Facebook at Crit Academy. We hope you enjoyed your experience here at Crit Academy. If you did, you can help us find the show by leaving a, hopefully, five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice. Or you can just send us a message telling us how much you enjoy the show. And also to be sure to give us a like and a share. Make sure you just subscribe to our show at CritAcademy.com. Follow us on Twitch.tv slash CritAcademy and subscribe on YouTube so we can help you on your future adventures as well as a chance to win cool prizes each and every week, uh, as you've probably seen in our giveaways. Uh, make sure to check out our fellowship members as well. Um, yes, if you haven't checked out Interparty Conflict, Gabe and Jeff do an absolutely awesome job of answering your questions. They've been doing their their content is just getting in better and better every time I listen to them. So definitely check them out. Um, also, uh, we want to thank DMs Guild for our partnership with them. Thanks to DMs Guild, you can. If you pick anything up, either through our affiliate links or just when you're out and about, use uh, the coupon code CritGuild Crit Crit um, to save 20%. On the whole purchase, I believe, actually. Yep. Yeah. So definitely so, do that. That means they like us. That'll do it for us today. I'm your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your co-host, Ian. Thanks for listening. Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes. Heroes.